Hi, this is Jeff Steele. Today we're reading Nehemiah chapter 6, verses 1 through 14. It says, Sanballat, Tobiah, Geshem the Arab, and the rest of our enemies found out that I had finished rebuilding the wall and that no gaps remained, though we had not yet set up the doors and the gates. So Sanballat and Geshem sent a message asking me to meet them at one of the villages in the plain of Ono. But I realized they were plotting to harm me, so I replied by sending this message to them, I am engaged in a great work, so I can't come. Why should I stop working to come and meet with you? Four times they sent me the same message, and each time I gave them the same reply. The fifth time, Sanballat's servant came with an open letter in his hand, and this is what it said. There is a rumor among the surrounding nations, and Geshem tells me it is true, that you and the Jews are planning to rebel, and that is why you are building the wall. According to his reports, you plan to be their king. He also reports that you have appointed prophets in Jerusalem to proclaim about you, Look, there is a king in Judah. You can be very sure that this report will get back to the king, so I suggest that you come and talk it over with me. I replied, There is no truth in any part of your story. You are making up the whole thing. They were just trying to intimidate us, imagining that they could discourage us and stop the work, so I continued the work with even greater determination. Later, I went to visit Shemaiah, son of Deliah, and grandson of Mehetabel, who was confined to his home. He said, Let us meet together inside the temple of God and bolt the doors shut. Your enemies are coming to kill you tonight. But I replied, Should someone in my position run from danger? Should someone in my position enter the temple to save his life? No, I won't do it. I realized that God had not spoken to him, but that he had uttered this prophecy against me because Tobiah and Sanballat had hired him. They were hoping to intimidate me and make me sin. Then they would be able to accuse and discredit me. Remember, oh my God, all the evil things that Tobiah and Sanballat have done. And remember Noadiah, the prophet, and all the prophets like her who have tried to intimidate me. All right, we've made it this far. Right Now is the time when you can't be surprised when the enemy switches tactics. Or when you get accused of something that is not who you are. So at first, the bad guys, Sanballat and Tobiah, they used intimidation to try to dissuade Nehemiah from finishing the job. Remember that Nehemiah actually had to have people carrying materials for the wall with one hand on materials and the other hand on a weapon. They were dressed for battle at all times, even while working because of the threats against them. Well, now the wall is nearly complete, only the gates are left, and Sanballat and Tobiah switch tactics. Rather than coming in force, which of course didn't work before, they try to call a meeting. Now, anybody who works somewhere that you have a lot of meetings knows that this is basically the same thing, right? Oh great, another meeting. That's exactly what I need in my life. If you want to delay someone doing their job, just call a meeting, right? But Nehemiah isn't fooled. He knows that the bad guys are just using this as a tactic to try to delay the work. And his response is rooted in the confidence that what he is doing is more important. He is unquestionably confident in what he is doing, and that makes it easy to turn down the opportunity for something else when it comes along. Listen to his answer. I'm engaged in a great work, so I can't come. Let me ask the question, what is your great work? Now, let me qualify that by saying that it doesn't have to be a big newsworthy endeavor in order to be a great work. For some of you, it might be raising your kids. 
you might know confidently that God has you at this point in your life, in this place, to be a great parent to your kids and to build an amazing home together. Let me tell you, that is not going to make the news, but it is a great work. Don't let anything distract you from it. Maybe you're in a season of preparation right now, you know, and school is your great work. Your great work could be a job or it could be some other mission that you live for. You know, one of those callings that God puts on your life that makes your heart beat faster every time you think of it. Whatever it is, there are going to be a lot of opportunities when somebody comes along and says, Hey, why don't you take a break from that and come talk to me about this other thing? But you cannot do it. Nehemiah knew it was a distraction from the great work he was engaged in, and he did not lose focus. So many of us start out pursuing that great work, only to lose it in extra opportunities. Of course, not all opportunities along the way are bad, but sometimes you have to ask yourself, is this going to help me achieve what I've been put on this earth to accomplish or not? Sometimes being that great parent means saying no to the extra meeting or the extra project because of the way it'll interfere with your family. Sometimes focusing on your season of preparation means saying no to that extra trip or that extra opportunity. Whenever we're presented with an opportunity that's merely a distraction, we need to have the confidence to be able to say, I am engaged in a great work. I can't come. Now, when the delay tactics didn't work, they started throwing around accusations. They said, clearly, you are rebuilding the walls so that you can lead a rebellion. Now, don't let this take you by surprise either. Don't be surprised that when you live your life confident of who you are, eventually somebody is actually going to come along and accuse you of being the exact opposite. And, and this is infuriating, isn't it? I mean, Nehemiah had actually worked through the proper channels. He asked the king's permission, and he served faithfully. But here comes somebody spreading the rumor that what he's really trying to do is usurp the king's authority. It is so easy to get defensive when that happens, isn't it? I mean, that's a challenge to your character. That's an affront to who you are and to what you stand for. How can you tolerate such a thing? But guess what? Nehemiah doesn't get distracted by that either. He just tells them, nope, you guys just made that up. And he moves on. It's like he knows that getting offended and indignant about it, and and if he sets out to prove his intentions to everyone, that would be a distraction. In fact, that would be giving his enemies exactly what they want. The very act of defending himself in this situation would be taking the bait, and the great work would suffer because of it. So instead, he lets his actions do the talking, and he will soon finish the wall. It is amazing if you think about all the good ways that a good plan can go wrong. The same is true for a good marriage, a good ministry, and a good church. It's amazing all the things that can go wrong along the way, isn't it? And it's not for lack of good intentions either. But through all the distractions... Through all the outright opposition, Nehemiah calmly dealt with each one. He had a confidence that was unmistakable, and it narrowed his focus. So how about you? What are you confident in today? What is the great work that God has led you to? And what are the distractions that are keeping you from it? Let's pray. 
God, my prayer today is that you would open our eyes to see the situations that we are in from your perspective. Give us a little bit of a top-down view today to be able to see um, the, the interactions that we're having, the, the ways that um, some of the things that we're pursuing might be, might be diverting energy that needs to go elsewhere. God, if we are not sure of our calling, I pray that you make us sure of it. I pray that you give us, um, give us hearts that are broken for things that your heart breaks after. I pray that you call us to mission. And I pray that you give us the focus, the energy, the determination to be confident in that calling. And God, give us eyes that see the distractions. Give us eyes that see all the off-ramps to see where they lead. And um, give uh, give us the courage that we need to stay on the path. God, do not let us be turned aside to the left or the right, but help us to follow after you today in your name. Amen. Have a great day.